0: Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress, and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at positivelyproductive.com resources. The thing I likely advocate for the most is simplifying. Simplifying, decluttering choosing less, doing less. It lightens your load literally and figuratively. Releasing what doesn't serve you can energize and open your space to new possibilities. Understanding you don't need as much as you think you do and definitely don't need to do as much as you think you do, that mindset will create huge shifts in how you see the world and interact with it. It is freeing. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zerotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping overwhelmed clients make space for what matters. Join me each episode as we explore ways to live a more proactive, productive life with topics and guests that speak to simplifying self-awareness, systems, and so much more. I understand overwhelm personally as a fellow multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and for many years, I've kept a beautiful graphic with flowers on it that says, decluttering is self-care. It comes from the Becoming Minimalist site started by Joshua Becker as an ode to simplicity. And while I've always believed it personally, it's been incredible to hear clients say those words to me as well. They've told me that working with me is part of their self care routine, which makes sense because as an accountability coach, I advocate for self care. It's imperative when it comes to being productive. But the thing I likely advocate for the most is simplifying. Simplifying, decluttering, choosing less, doing less. It lightens your load, literally and figuratively. Releasing what doesn't serve you can energize and open your space to new possibilities. Understanding you don't need as much as you think you do, and definitely don't need to do as much as you think you do, that mindset will create huge shifts in how you see the world and interact with it. It is freeing. There's no doubt decluttering is important, which is why we've talked about it a number of times now. Before we connect it to self care, let's review what it is. To quote Peter Walsh, clutter isn't just the stuff on the floor, it's anything that gets in between you and the life you want to live. Let's take a moment to review that. Let me repeat clutter isn't just the stuff on the floor, it's anything that gets in between you and the life you want to live. I love this quote and I have used it in signature talks and keynote addresses and in videos and training and with clients because it's an important reminder that there are many types of clutter, not just the stuff you trip over. And we have covered them here on the podcast, but let's go again. Review is always good, right? I described them in my original episode number two about decluttering with the simple system. And as a reminder, I see these as the main categories of clutter that overlap. Physical, mental, digital, information, and tasks. And those last two are the ones that really overlap with the others. So physical, physical clutter is the most obvious to us. It's tangible, the kind you see, that you live around or within if it surrounds you. It's what you trip over, shove to the side, or constantly move around in order to make room for more or to make room for what you want to do. It's problematic and it's costly. Digital, unlike clutter in the physical world where stacks of papers and books and clothing can be seen, digital clutter hides a lot better. It is sneaky. It's easier to ignore the high number of email notifications flashing on your device unless. You're like my biz bestie, Liz, who practices in box zero, which she kind of has to in the world of administrative work that she does for her clients and helping them with business and tech strategies. But if it's any consolation, I'm a productivity coach and I do not practice in box zero, but I do my best to regularly declutter what I keep on my devices. Then there's mental clutter. Mental clutter... Can be the I should, I'm supposed to, I need to thoughts that take up a lot of space in your mind, causing you to hold on to physical clutter when you're scared to put something out of sight for fear that you might forget it. It can remind you of incomplete tasks, triggering shame and guilt. It allows worry and inaccurate stories to hold precious brain space, undermining your energy and ability to take action. And you can explore this type of clutter more in episode 140 on how to declutter your mind in one step. Clutter is known to overwhelm and distract, signal unfinished work, trigger guilt, reduce productivity, promote dissatisfaction, and block self-care and healthy habits. Aha, so you're seeing the connection to self-care, right? Yes, it blocks it, but I also believe it is self-care. And adding it to your list of things you do regularly for you will benefit you greatly. Here are six reasons why I believe decluttering is self-care. Number one, true self-care doesn't always feel fun and good doing it in the moment. Amanda Chills really brought that home in her episode on how self-discipline is self-care. We get caught up in the pampering discussions, right? And think that's self care, the bubble baths and the pedicures. And don't get me wrong, I love good pedicure. But the more practical things are very much self care exercise, going to the doctor, cleaning our spaces, flossing. It's work, but the end result often feels amazing and sets us up for greater things. Number two, if there's a link to stress response with clutter, then the converse is true remove the clutter and reduce the stress and that is the principle of my declutter and de-stress workbook that i do plan to make into a training i will keep you posted on that anything you can do to reduce stress or more specifically help ease the chronic stress response that causes the major problems is a form of self-care just like meditation is self-care so is decluttering Number three, this one gets its own category because it's so important. Another direct link to our health and well-being is sleep. And removing clutter is proven to help us sleep better. Whether clutter is the stuff in the hallway and surrounding your bed that actually keeps you from getting into your bed, or it's the thoughts that keep you up at night. Decluttering will make a difference in the quality of your sleep, and that is a game changer. We need sleep to create as entrepreneurs. We need sleep to be decent human beings. I know I do not function well without sleep. We talked about this with Tanessa Shears on biohacking for brain fog. We talked about it with Molly McLaughlin, all about how important sleep is to our well-being. And as far as clutter is concerned, this is especially true when you declutter your bedroom and you're able to clean the space better you have air flowing through better. All of that leads to better quality sleep and better quality sleep leads to a better you. Number four, decluttering encourages us to think about the bigger picture and practice making decisions, practice choosing. To declutter properly means we need to create filters for what belongs and what doesn't. It requires us to reflect and to choose Clutter's actually deferred decisions, so decluttering puts the necessary pressure on us to decide, whatever it is, whether it's to keep that extra jacket or that app or release the hobby that no longer interests us, even though we bought all the things to do it and we were so sure we were going to. It's okay. Happens to all of us. Number five, removing clutter creates space for healthy habits. When you have a spot on your floor to exercise, or you can actually find the tools you need for a project, or when you finally have the mental space to engage in that new hobby and learn again, those are all benefits of decluttering. Number six, decluttering allows us to process complex emotions like grief and trauma, which promotes healing. This very benefit is one of the reasons sentimental items can be so challenging for us. When you're sorting through physical things from a time in your life that triggers grief or brings up a trauma response, it can be painful. And we shy away from that, understandably. But it's by moving through these, often with the proper help, that we boost our mental health. A bonus benefit that may be obvious within all this is that it really does save you time. You'll clean faster, find things faster, move forward on decisions faster and more effectively, leaving you time not only for self care, but also time to spend on the things and with the people you love. How does that sound? Right? Are you ready to declutter even more now? I say even more now because I'm guessing you were game to declutter before. You knew it was beneficial, but now you have even more reasons to do it. So, what's next? Is there anything stopping you? Does it feel like a bit much? Sometimes that first step can be a doozy. So if I may, here are a few ways to select your next step and a few bits of advice to help you move forward. First, decide what kind of clutter is causing the most frustration for you. I don't want you to try to declutter all the things all at once because that in and of itself is a form of clutter when you're trying to do too much at once. So pick one type of clutter and one area in your life that you want to work on, and that will help you, and then you can build upon it. If it's mental clutter, meaning you feel overrun with thoughts and ideas and to-dos all the time, you'll want to declutter your mind, and you can go to episode 140 for guidance. Commit to doing a mind sweep daily to see if that transfer of all those ideas and thoughts and worries helps you feel less scattered and less overwhelmed when it's out of your head and somewhere safe. If it's digital clutter, hang in there because I am planning a future episode about that, but I'll offer a few ideas here to get you started. Check to see if you're collecting too much and it's hard to find what you need, like in your downloads folder or inbox. And if that's the case, one quick fix is to name things carefully as you go so that you can search more effectively for them. And that's not actually the decluttering part yet, but that will help you in the interim. Then you can keep deleting and moving, but at least you'll have access. Now with email, some of the simplest ways to get into an effective decluttering practice is to find the promotional messages, because you can delete those regularly since they have a built-in deadline and you don't need to worry that you're deleting something you'll need. Also, look for subscription options. If you like to receive them, maybe you could receive them less often. There are many companies that allow you to choose like a weekly or monthly update instead of daily, and you can get fewer emails as a result, but not miss any of the information. Or you could set up a filter in most email systems to send those to a separate folder and look at them when you're ready. And by the way, a lot of times once you do that, you will find you're not even looking at them so you can go ahead and unsubscribe and check on it later. Start with one step to reduce the overwhelm. Oh, and if your smartphone is filled with apps, here's one step for you that really helps. Start by moving those apps around and keeping only the ones you use on the main page until you can sort through the rest. Now, if it's physical clutter that's really causing the problem, or if you are not sure which one to start with, physical clutter is a great place to start. You can use my simple system as a guide. I describe it in episode two, and the workbook is in the resources vault if you want to follow the steps. I'll explain where to get that in a minute. So the quick version of the simple system here is that you need to know the purpose of your space. So you know what belongs and what doesn't. Then you need to pull everything out to properly sort it big picture style. You can't be sorting little groups because you won't have an understanding of your full collection. Then you want to group like with like, get all the things together that belong in a certain category. And again, that's going to help you with the big picture of how much you have and how much you need. You can pare down based on whatever parameters you have, what belongs and what doesn't, what you're trying to do, how you're trying to live. And then you review to see what's left and if that's going to fit your space. Now, if it does, you're golden. Great. Now you can just figure out how to organize it so you can access it best. But if it doesn't fit the space or the bins that you have, you're going to need to pare down more. Same parameters, but get a little bit more stringent. From there, it's a matter of monitoring to see if it worked, changing things up as you go and, you know, making sure that your habits work for you to keep that space organized. Because sometimes... Our disorganization and our clutter actually comes from not replacing things, putting things away properly. So that's something that you'll have to check. For any decluttering job, the two most important things are, one, that you understand what belongs and what doesn't. And that connects to the purpose of your space, whether it's your head or your downloads folder or your kitchen. And the second thing Start with big groups. Don't try to declutter it all and organize it down to a micro category. This is one of the biggest trip ups I see because it's too much too soon and it's too much for your brain to think. Create big groups and piles. Worry less about how it will be organized and more about figuring out what belongs and what you really truly need versus what you can release. Remember, you're making space for what matters, for what you want. And if you're ready to make this happen, but you know you could use some support in doing so, may I encourage you to check out the many resources I offer. You can view them at positivelyproductive.com hub, H-U-B. If you're a DIYer, the PPS Resources Vault will offer you the workbooks and mini trainings you need to get the guidance to get to it. And for this episode, you'll definitely want to look for the workbook, Declutter and De-Stress. If you're new to coaching and would like to review where you're at with a mini assessment and action plan, you can try it out. One session, low risk, the productivity boost session. And if you want a full action plan that you implement yourself, we can do a strategy session. That's where we meet 90 minutes, inventory everything, I give you a full action plan, including a follow-up, and you go to it. And if you want that strategy plus ongoing accountability, then you'll want to review my most popular package, the Signature Coaching. And the Signature Coaching comes in two different frequencies. You can either do weekly or twice monthly. The twice monthly works well for virtual organizing sessions when you need support, but you want to sort through the stuff on your own. So what do you think? Are you ready to declutter? Are you excited about it? Have you been? I would love to hear from you, love the feedback, and love to know what else I can do to support you in taking care of you and doing it by decluttering. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.